Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and know Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
opportunity, amen, to be amongst the Blog Talk family. Welcome, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, amen, Light of Portland broadcast. My name is Pastor Pamela Laws, and I am your host for tonight, family. I'm super excited, nervous all at the same time, but I know that I am amongst a body of believers, amongst Amen, a family that loves me. So we are going forth tonight in the name of Jesus. The song that was just played was called Better. Amen, above what I'm able to see. Amen, I know that he loves me. Hallelujah, I know that he loves me better than all these things. We know that he loves us. So family, we welcome you tonight to be a part of this broadcast. Um, I praise God for uh, Pastor Pennington and, and Pastor Black um, just uh, believing that I was able tonight and capable to carry uh, the Blog Talk Radio broadcast. I pray that I do them justice and I do my daddy justice tonight as we go forth to do what thus says the Lord. Once again, we welcome you. We give honor tonight uh, to the Holy Trinity, God the Father, the Son, amen, and the sweet Holy Spirit. We are thankful tonight for the Butterfield, amen, for providing this amazing platform in order for us to be able to share the very word of God. We don't take it lightly tonight, hallelujah. We don't take it the any opportunity that we get to share the word of God. Um, we honor Bishop Ruth Smith tonight in the name of Jesus. I honor uh, my bishop, Bishop Tyron Washington Sr., um, and his lovely wife, our very own First Lady Pastor Jacqueline Washington, my husband, Robert Laws, our children, our grandchildren. I honor them this evening. Um, to our co-laborers in the gospel and to you, Blog Talk family and friends, 
without who we would not be able um, to have this broadcast. And so we are thankful tonight um, uh, for this opportunity to share the very word of God. Amen. We are thankful for each and every one of you that has come to be a part, those that are still coming on. Amen. We call you blessed. We call you blessed. And we thank you um, for being here. Uh, We're super excited as we continue to go forth. Uh, We're going to have a prayer. If you feel led um, to go forth in prayer, I see a hand up, I think. Um, If you feel led to go forth with us in prayer, you know the number that you should uh, press in order to do so. Um, Please, please press the number. Amen. And we will bring you on to go forth. I want to say maybe one. Um, I'm not sure, but there is a hand up, um, and we're going to go forth in prayer. Amen. If not, I'll go forth, and we'll have the next selection. Amen. And then we will come back with the very word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If your number is 619, ending in 5564, Amen. We are bringing you live. Amen. God bless you. We hear you. Gracious Father, Lord God, it's once again, we come as humbly as we know how. Father, we thank you, Father God, for another day's journey. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for being in the midst, Father God. You said where two or three gather in your name, Lord God, you will be in the midst. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you all honor, Lord God. Father, we know it all belongs to you. We are not here to be glory stealers, Lord God, but we are here to lift up your holy and righteous name. You said if you'll be lifted up from this earth, you would draw all men unto yourself. Father, we are here this evening, Father God, to glorify you, to magnify you, to bow down at your feet, to reverence you. For you alone are to be reverenced. Father, you alone are to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of that very same sun. God, we praise you. Oh, God, it's an honor to be in your presence. In your presence, Father God, we find love. In your presence, Father God, we find joy. We find peace. We find happiness, Lord God, being in your presence. In your presence is where we want to be. We want to be found doing your business, Father God, telling men, women, boys, and girls about a man named Jesus, a man that saved, a man that sets free, Father. Oh, how we need you in these perilous times that we're in, God. We love you, Father God. We love you more right at this very presence, Lord God, than we did when you called us by name this morning and our eyes came open to see a new day, a new day that wasn't promised. But God, you being a loving God, oh God, you gave us another opportunity, Father God, to yet be in this land, Father God, and oh, how we praise you. We praise you, Father God, because we were born to praise you. We were born to magnify you. We were born to bow down to give you the glory. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he had done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for saving me. I thank you, Lord 
why I reverence you like I do. That's why I lift up my hands to give you all the praise, glory, and honor, Lord God. It's a privilege, Father God, to always lift up your name. Father, I'm always ready, Father God, to do what thus says the Lord. Father God, because we need to be about your business, Father God. Oh, in your business, God, we find love. We find joy and peace. These and other blessings I ask in thy darling son, Jesus the Christ, the son of a living God. Oh, God, how I love you. And I pray this evening for traveling grace, Father God, as we're on the road traveling from uh, uh, various destinations back home, Lord God. Oh, God, we ask for traveling grace and arriving mercies. Father God, we love you and we give you the glory. Amen and amen. I don't think anybody would argue with me if I said that we are living in tough, trying, turbulent times. There's trouble and problems everywhere we go. It's trouble in the finances. Many of us have more months than we do money. Many of us who made investments in a 401k is now a 201F. We're dealing with hostile husbands and disobedient daughters and wayward wives. And sometimes it makes us want to pull out our hair and say, how are we going to make it out of this mess? All of us have asked that proverbial question, how am I going to make it? How am I going to get by? And the answer comes back to every single generation. Six little words. The just shall live by faith. Faith is what's going to take you out of every circumstance. Faith is getting ready to take you out of every... Oh, come on, somebody. I dare you to stand on your feet and just tell somebody next to you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen by faith. Oh, come on, let's praise the Lord. It's going to happen by Hey, I see, I see, but not the blind. I feel, I feel a 
and Ukraine, amen, and then we're dealing with our own personal wars, amen, in our, in our lives. And so uh, while we are, are looking at these things, many we're seeing um, from the outside, from the outside looking in, um, we as believers, we as prayer warriors, I love talking to the prayer warriors, the intercessors, amen, and the evangelists, that we have to continue to stay on the wall and fight. Amen. We can't afford in this time to be weary. We can't afford in this time, amen, to give up um, because there's so many things that, that, that we need to be uh, 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 declaring in the atmosphere there are things, amen, that we need to be binding up, hallelujah, in the atmosphere uh, in order that uh, God's agenda, hallelujah, would be completely fulfilled. Amen. We we want to be uh, just like Jesus when we left this earth, that he did not allow, amen, himself to fully uh, uh, be gone and to give up the ghost until everything that he needed to accomplish, amen, was done. It was at that point he said, it is finished. And I know that I have some things that still um, that are not, uh, uh, not complete. Uh, Pastor Black, Pastor Pennington, amen, we have things, amen, that, that we are still working on to help to advance the kingdom. And so we want to ensure, uh, with the help of uh, our intercessors, with the help of prayer warriors and our evangelists, amen, that we continue to stay on the wall and not give up. And so tonight we want to talk real briefly about contending for the faith. We're going to be in the book of Jude tonight. We're going to be in the book of Jude. This is where we're going to fight. Hallelujah. We're going to fight tonight in the book of Jude. Jude, whose name means to be praised, uh, was the half-brother of Jesus and James. And what I like about Jude is as he uh, went through this transformation uh, this is the same Jude that when Jesus, uh, when they grew up together and they played with toys together and did all these things that siblings do, when Jesus began to come into his ministry, uh, Jude and his brothers, James and some of the others, they didn't give him the respect and the honor. Uh, amen. They didn't believe him to be who he said he was. They didn't believe him to be the son of God. They didn't believe uh, that he had all of this power, amen, that he talked about. They did not believe him, amen. It was not until the resurrection that Jude came to the fullness of who he really was. It was it was at that time that he was uh, uh, had, had come in to say, okay, he, he really was uh, who he said he was. He really was Jesus. He really was the chosen Messiah. It was at that time. And so so now when Jude begins to write this book, he does not label himself as the sibling of Jesus, but he says, I am the bond servant, the bond servant. I am the slave. And, and, and when you look at this idea of the bond servant, this was a voluntary calling. In my study, I read that a bond servant was one that had a master 
And this was a an individual who chose to say, I want to spend the rest of my life with this master. Then my study, uh, it tells how they would have their ear pierced in such a way that when when they they would be seen, they they would know in the outside individuals would know that this individual belonged to somebody. He didn't want to be free. Didn't want to be left to his own devices. He didn't want to go and make his own way. He didn't go. He didn't want to go out and fulfill his his own thing. He wanted to stay. Could have been several reasons because the master was good to him. He took care of him. Amen. He treated him with respect. And could it be that he saw uh, something in the master and he said, I just can't leave um, at this time? It could have been any number of things. But he decided that I am going to stay right here and I'm not going to move. It doesn't matter. Amen. What I'm going through, it doesn't matter what it feels like. I'm going to stay here. And so Jude, he labels himself, I am a bondservant. Um, in the very first sentence of verse 1, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. And so these are both his, uh, both his half-brothers and, and Jude a man also knowing that James, a man, was a, a, a powerful man of God at this point, a man in his own right. He labeled himself as his brother. <laughs> but for Jesus, he said the natural blood is not as strong, a man, in comparison to the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross on his behalf. And so he opens this letter, he greet, bring, opens this letter with the greeting, letting them know who he was. And who he belonged to. The next portion of verse 1 says, To those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. Ah, He says this letter has a specific, I'm looking, I'm speaking to the called which are the ones that have been invited, that have received the invitation by God. He says, I'm speaking to those that are sanctified by God. Oh, Lord. And the sanctification is the result of being called. It is those that he deeply loves. He said, then I'm talking to those that are preserved in Christ. These are the ones that, have, that are kept safe. These are the ones that are covered. These are the ones that are protected. So if you're able to check off any of those boxes, amen, whether you are the called, the the sanctified, or the preserved, I need you to say to yourself, this letter is for me. This letter is for me. So we said to those who are called, sanctified by Christ, by God the Father, and preserved, in Jesus Christ. He said, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Mercy, peace, and love. There's so many times we hear the word added, but you tonight is operating in multiplication. Pastor, why do you think that is? 
I believe that is is because the the the, the balance of what he's going to say tonight, amen, I believe uh, that addition is not going to do it. Hallelujah. This is going to take next level anointing. This is going to take next level belief. This is going to take next level faith. And so he just doesn't want mercy to be added to you. He says, I want mercy multiplied in your life. I don't just speak peace. Hallelujah. Over you, my sister, over you, my brother. But he says, I don't want it to just be added to your life. He says, I want it to be multiplied. Oh, even the love, hallelujah, for those that we're going to deal with. Amen. It's not just an addition, but it is a multiplication uh, to us because he said, because when, when we begin to get to the meat of the problem, we're going to have to understand that this is going to require more of us uh, than we uh, than we thought, amen, that whether we believe, amen, that whether we fathom, this is going to take more. See, the way we used to pray uh, back in 2019, that prayer shifted in 2020. So 2020, 2021, and 2022, our prayer shifted. Why? Because the atmosphere shifted. And so now, watch this, we now find ourselves in 2022, 2023, spiritually, we are now operating in 2024, September, amen, being the first month of the new Jewish, the Jewish New Year. We are now operating in the spirit in 2024. And so watch this, our prayer has taken another taking another shift. And so as, as Jude begins to lay out this text, it's one chapter, it is 25 verses packed, amen, full of meat for the believer, full of meat, amen, for those who are walking, amen, and they're God-given call. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 3, he says, beloved, he says, while I was very diligent, to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once all delivered to the saints. Listen listen to what he's saying, family. Jude has laid out that his, his messages um, during this time to to this, this sect of believers have been about their common salvation. And so Judah, who's named me in praise, he was in, he encouraged them. Amen. He would give them uh I'm sure uh nuggets, amen, to encourage them to keep moving forward in their in their sanctification. He says, but while I was very diligent or I was attentive, I was, I was persistent in doing that. He said this letter, is, this letter wasn't, wasn't intentional, but this, I'm sorry, this letter wasn't meant, uh, what is not what I meant to write, but it was necessary that I write. This letter, the letter that I'm writing you was not on my agenda 
to be ready. This is not what I wanted to talk about. He says, but I need to exhort you. That word exhort means I need to urge you. I need to plead uh, with you. I, I need to give you urgent advice tonight to contend for your faith. Watch this. Watch this. He, he lays out that I'm going to need you to fight for your faith before I tell you what the fight is. That I need you to fight. This is, this is going to be different. I need you on high alert, amen, as it relates to what I'm about to tell you. Uh, he says, I need you. Uh, I, need to, I need to plead with you. I need to beseech you that you are, you are going to have to uh, strive. You're going to have to go after you're going to have to push for, you're going to have to battle for your faith. Now, Pastor, I understand that in Hebrews it tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. I understand. I understand that without faith, we can't please God. I understand. Amen. He talks about the heroes of faith that the world were framed. Hallelujah. But faith, he says, I, I understand all of that. But why is it necessary? Because I've been taught that I have to contend for the gospel, that I have to fight for the word. But I've learned over my years of being a believer that the word is strong enough to stand on its own, that the word doesn't need me to fight for itself. The word is what it is. Amen. It will accomplish what God said it would do. Uh, but tonight, amen, this is for you. That you're going to have to fight for your faith. There are religions. There are organizations. There are, 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 are people uh, popping up all over the world, all over social media, the Internet. All they're popping up in our communities, in our shopping plazas, uh, all different type of of groups and religious uh, affiliations that are, are popping up, believing and teaching all type of things. I'm reminded my my husband and I had, had visited uh, Vegas at one time and we were sitting in one of the shopping malls and a young man came up and he asked, could he share the word of God with him for just a moment? And my husband said yes, and I was sitting there and I was just kind of listening. You know, I was I was doing a little ear hustling, Pastor. I was ear ear hustling, and, and he began to talk to my husband, and he gave him a, all right, we on point there. And then he read another scripture, and he kind of expounded on that. And I said, all right, I, I, we still follow you. And then he began to talk about God the mother and all my antenna. My antennas was going all wild and and, and, and frenzied, and he said, in order, in order for us to be born, amen, in order for us to exist, that God couldn't create us without the woman. And so it had to be God the Father and God the Mother. Oh, my dear, sis, when he said that, I turned around, I said, that is not what the Word of God says. 
and he had his hand in Genesis, and, and, and I begin, that's not what the word says, and God is strong enough, amen, and he's powerful enough, and he spoke the very existence of the world in, in, into our fruition, and, and you're going to tell me our God is not strong enough to create a, 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 a human beings without, without doing it the way he has designed us to do it as, as, as men and women? You, you're trying to tell me that God that, that was able to speak uh, light into existence needed help to create humans? And I said, you are going to be held accountable. The blood is going to be on your hands for the things that you're saying. I said, who, who is your teacher? Where are you getting this from? And he kind of shuffled and he was moving away. But I was condemned my... I, I, I wanted to ensure that he knew you were not going to pull the wool over our eyes because we are, we are steadfast in what we believe. We are steadfast in the word of God. I don't know how many others that day he spoke to and they fell into that because it sounded like it made sense. That's, that's plausible that you know what? I never thought about that. Yeah, God needed a, a, a God, the mother, to come in and to help him and to create human beings. I don't, I don't know how many others uh, uh, fell into or believed what he was saying. But, fam, I already understood, amen, that we, I have to stand for what I believe in. I don't have to argue the word because the word is going to speak for itself, but it was the faith. It was the faith that was on the line. What we believe, what we trust in, amen, what we are, are going to go and share with someone else. Ah, so he says, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. This is the same word, amen, that has been handed down to believers generation after generation. Our mamas and grandmamas and granddaddies, amen, only told us, amen, as far as they can go and their parents and grandparents before that, their pastors and preachers, before that, they could only take us, amen, as far as they know. But the truth, amen, as best as they could tell it, was handed down generation after generation. And, and Jude says that it was once for all delivered to the saints. Watch this. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, completely unnoticed this, because there were watchmen on the wall. The message got back to Jude because they were watchmen in the sanctuaries. There were watchmen in the temples. There were some who may have missed them creeping in, but there was someone, amen, who was seeing in the spirit. There was someone, hallelujah, that Holy Spirit had given a heads up, hallelujah, and tell you that I need you to be on watch, amen. When you go to pray this time, you can't close your eyes. Amen. You have to be watching because the enemy, amen, has crept in. 
who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, these were ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness, ah, bridal lust, to deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. They've crept in, amen, to sow seed of discord. They've crept in, amen, to cause confusion, crept in, amen, to promote their own agenda, crept in, amen, to promote their own teaching, hallelujah, their own Bibles, their own, amen, belief. They've crept in. Family, but because we are students of the word, the Bible declares that we should study to show ourselves approved. A workman who needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. This is why it's so important that I say it over and over again, that we must spend time in the word so that when individuals show up with these teachings, watch this, because he was very, this young man was very confident in what he was teaching. And I was like, who fools you? Who who told you these things? Who told you this was right? What scripture, amen, are they using to support these findings? And does that scripture cross-reference or 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 uh, interpret in another portion of the Bible? It's not me. I didn't want him to hear my words, but I wanted to him wanted him to hear Jesus. Amen. As he spoke through me, because there are ungodly men who are using us. Novice believers, using those who haven't grown up in church, using those that don't know the Bible for themselves to 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 um, um guide their minds and their thinking based on that leader, based on that leader's agenda. But Jude says this in verse five. He says, "But I want to remind." You, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, the word destroyed those who did not believe. He says there are some, there are those, he said, I want to remind you, amen, as you're you're looking at this, as you're preparing to fight, amen, I need you to look at this. He said there are some. Amen, that came out of Egypt. You remember when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, led them, amen, to escape Pharaoh, led them, amen, through the Red Sea on dry dry ground, led them as they were fed with manna from heaven, led them that their clothes didn't wear out. He says there were some that still didn't believe. All the things that God had done for them. Many of them could only say, well, back in Egypt, if I was back in Egypt, back in Egypt, he, Moses has been up way too long. We need, to, we need to create something to worship. We need to worship something. He's been gone. He's been gone too long. We need to worship something. <clears throat> he says, afterward, destroy those who did not believe. Didn't believe. 
believe that God would be able to keep them while Moses was away, didn't believe, amen, that God could uh, provide for them whatever they needed. They didn't believe God had to keep showing them. Uh, they were fleecing God. He had to keep showing them God. Uh, he told Moses the first time, strike the rock. And then he gave them water. Didn't let their clothes wear out. He was, he was giving them a place to worship. Giving, giving, them, giving them place to honor him. All they did was murmur and complain. Murmur and complain. Even Moses' sister got caught up. Miriam, she got caught up in the hype. God called leprosy to come up on her. Oh, my goodness. Family, the angels, it begins to talk about in verse 6, 6 and 7. Amen. It begins to talk about the angels that didn't keep their proper domain. It began to talk about that third, amen, the third of the heavenly host that left to be with heaven. It talked about them how they have been reserved in everlasting chains and darkness because of the part that they played. God doesn't play. He is the same God. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. Don't think just because we have grace and mercy that it is a license. Amen. To do what we shouldn't be doing. Watch this. He says likewise. He said those false teachers, those dreamers in first and uh. In verse 8, he said, they defile the flesh, they reject authority, they speak evil, they There are so many that are operating outside of the will of God. So many, amen, that won't take God at his word and want us, amen, to co-sign on their foolishness. There are so many, amen, that are coming into our churches trying to trick us with swelling words, hallelujah, trying to get us to buy the gospel, to buy prayer, to buy deliverance. When Paul says, freely I have been given, freely I give unto you. Family, he's done so much for us. It's worth fighting for. He's, just, he's brought us through great trials. Ah, it's worth fighting for. Hallelujah. We're able to stand today because of the, the opportunity to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Amen. It's worth fighting for. In this text also, verses 8, 9, 8, 8, and 9, where it talks about the angel Michael, when he was contending, had come to get the body of Moses. Amen. That the devil disputed with him or tried to fight him over the body. The Bible declares, and Jesus gives, he gives us the same example. He gives us the same example when he was being drunk court to court and being spit on and being ridiculed and being abused. Watch this. 
he says that when 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 Michael in verse nine, the archangel, when contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, he said he dared not to bring against him a reveling accusation. He didn't want to argue with him about Moses' body. He said, I'm not going to fight him. I'm not going to rebuke him. What did he tell him? He said, the Lord rebuke you. See, the Lord has let us know that he's going to take care of that. All we have to do is fight for our faith. What are we believing in? Amen. What are we trusting in? What are we saying? Hallelujah. What are we declaring in the atmosphere? They wanted to call him the one. He went to prayer and asked him, the Lord, how should he, how should he proceed? He told him to show up, but you will not have to fight this battle. He said, don't leave anybody behind. I need you to bring all your family members, bring the cattle. I need you to bring the dogs, the cat, the children, everybody. I need you to show up, and you are going to see the work of the Lord. He said, this battle doesn't belong to you. This battle, they so they want, they think they want to fight you, but this battle is not ours. Not for us to fight physically. It's not this fight. Hallelujah. Not against flesh and blood, but it is against principalism and, and wickedness, ah, and darkness in high places. This is not about your sister, your brother. This is about any anything uh evil that may be operating in them that may be um uh, 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 persuading them to act in such a manner. It's not about them. It's not about them. Because end of this text, he says there are many that we're going to have to go in and save. We're going to have to have compassion. We're going to have to go in and save some out the fire. Hallelujah. There is, there is no way, my sister, my brother, that we can handle what the Lord has called us to do if we don't walk in faith. Because if I look at the fire, I'm not going to want to go in. If I see my sister, my brothers operating in the flesh, I'm not going to want to pray for them, encourage them, intercede for them. But if I look at them the way God has called them, if I say about them what he has said about them, if I declare over them what he has declared over their lives, he said, then ah, I'll see the peace. I'll see the love. Amen. I'll see the mercy multiply, not only in my life, watch this, but in their lives as well. So tonight as we stand and fight the good fight of faith, tonight as we believe and trust, amen, trust in what God has called us to do, don't worry about those murmurs, complainers, those grumblers, Amen. Don't worry about them. God's got them. Amen. There is a space. The Bible declares that hell enlarges itself. You don't have to argue with them about God. Amen. You don't have to argue with them about the word. Amen. You say what the Lord has told you to say, and if they don't believe it or receive it, in love you shake the dust off your feet, and you keep it moving. It's not worth your faith. Hallelujah, to get caught up in a shouting that it's not worth your faith, hallelujah, to miss heaven on a technicality because we operated outside of God's will and purpose for our life. It's not worth it 
It's not worth it. He says that if, if you jump over really quick because we're running out of time, if you jump over to verse 20 of Jude, he says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. How do I build myself up that I maintain a posture of prayer? I maintain a consistent Bible study that I maintain my relationship with God. Watch this. Then I am building myself up. I am being strengthened for the fight, not when I get in the fight. Woo! But while nothing is going on, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Family, I thank you. Hallelujah for being a part of this word tonight, and I encourage you to stay in the press. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Fight for it. Family, we love you. With the love of God, a love of God, Pastor Black, <laughs> Pastor Pennington, we love you. We pray that you all arrive home safe. Amen. Family, we call you blessed. You go with God as he goes with you. Do know that we love you. Amen, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Family, you have a great night. God bless you. Will you receive Minister Natasha Cobbs tonight? Tonight.